arrangements.
to prove that this is a vinyl show Very a vinyl only show Steenie passes welcome back to the electric blanket episode 18 Steenie passes me a record the dirtiest record cleaned it twice the first time I cleaned it the cloth went black cloth well, went black that's because that record is dirty in both physical form and aural form because it is a dirty, dirty record. Dirty record. It's even got a dirty title. Stalking. That was the sounds of uh, Dwayne Eddy and Stalking. Uh, From the brilliantly named album Have Twangy Guitar, Will Travel. <laughs> also, that was composed by Lee Hazelwood, that song. There you go. It's definitely got the uh, country twang, isn't it? Oh, well, Dwayne, between Dwayne Eddy and Lee Hazelwood, they developed that massive sound. They used like a... They put the amp uh, speaker in a, uh, a big barrel or something to get that... Dum, dum, dum really? Effect. Yeah, yeah. They used like a steel drum or something to... It's uh, got it, a very unique sound in Dwayne Eddy. I mean, you, yeah, that's great. his signature, isn't it? That's his signature sound. Massive, right? Yeah, it's great. I mean, the thing is that he's not like the most technically proficient guitarist in the world. Yeah, but... but that is why, why a lot of the best guitarists actually really come to their own because you need to make a sound. And right. that's exactly what he did. Listen to Peter Gunn. I mean, that's yeah, kind of awesome. that's everything you need to know. We kicked off the show with... Uh, who did we kick off the show with, Steenie? We kicked- oh, with Bobby Whitlock, that was, um, from his Raw Velvet. Album. <laughs> that is what we call a steamy tune. Yeah, it's pretty raucous. Um, originally um, featured on the Eric Clapton, uh, well, Derek and the Dominoes album, Layla and other assorted love songs, but written by Bobby Whitlock. And then that's the lead off track on his solo album. So he obviously was a bit short on tunes for his second solo album. <laughs> <laughs> but produced by Jimmy Miller. It sounds like he's singing in the toilet in that as well. It's got a really big vocal reverb sound where it's. But, well, Jimmy Miller, he knows what he's doing. He also recorded another pretty good album in 1972, didn't he? Was it 72? Exile, 72, isn't it? I think it was. Yeah, he's all right, Jimmy Miller. It's not bad. And uh, then we followed it up. With, well, there we go. I was chatting to a friend of mine the other day about Traffic, and it was a new discovery to him. And, um, yeah, Traffic are the band you don't know you're looking for, and then you find them, and they complete a massive part of your life. So it's uh, Traffic and uh, Pearly Queen off the second album. And um, if you want to get into Traffic, we've... Um, done a electric blanket introducing 10 uh, of our favorite traffic tunes on spotify so go on to spotify and check out the latest playlist they're kind of what they're not necessarily the classics they're what we think 
you need to hear. So yeah, go and check it out. How's that for plugging? That's good. Fifteen minute version of Dear Mr. Fantasy of Welcome to the Canteen. (laughs) It's almost like a professional radio show. Uh, So yeah, we've got some ground to cover. Not really much ground to be honest. You know, just it's just the usual stuff. You like it if you're sticking with us. Fantastic. Uh, Listen, this one's a shout out to Future History Boys. I think you're going to like this.
Are you clean? Are you baptised? That's the sound of Donald Byrd, uh, Christo Redentor. I mean, Donald, let's just talk about Donald Byrd for one moment. If there's a guy who really managed the, the transition from jazz through the years, it's him. You know, you can look at him, you can look at Herbie. They went from sort of, I don't want to say classic jazz, but they went from that classic blue note sound, made some key albums. That one of them, Donald Byrd, A New Perspective. And then as soon as uh, synthesizers came along and a 70s hit, left turn man Donald Byrd went on to um, make some amazing albums the ones you need to check out are Places and Spaces and Stepping Into Tomorrow get those two for the, that classic sort of early 70s funk synth jazz sound uh, but if you want to check out something interesting get a new perspective because it's got a lot of backing singers and it's just really lovely ethereal stuff how's that for a sell Cristo Redentor <laughs> it's a great title isn't it yeah I do yeah. like that it is. it's very Cool. And um, before that, we had we, uh, Dungan. 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 Dungeon. Depends where you come from. Birmingham. Depends who you speak to. They're from Sweden, I think. I believe. Um, and they've been around for quite a long time. But uh, this was their newest from uh, from this year, in fact. And uh, it's called Hexen, which means witches in German. <laughs> and I'm assuming it means the same in Swedish. But um, that song, I, well, that was pretty much two songs there. We had the, that sort of little mini intro, which is something to do with Aladdin, I think. <laughs> um, reading this, well, reading the song titles. Aladdin? Well, was Aladdin? Aladdin. Well, Aladdin's a funny little... I mean, everyone thinks of Disney straight when you say Aladdin. He says, oh, oh, Panto, he's behind you. He wasn't in this case. And um, we kicked off that, that bit. That's, um, that's one for you, boys. Uh, ads. Uh, Will Powers dance, the album is called Dancing for Mental Health and that's mental because each track on it is this guy Will Powers giving you inspirational positive messages spoken word literally at you and I never realised this but Stevie's about to tell you that this album is famous because uh, well they actually had a hit on it Kissing with Confidence was a hit single wasn't it it's Carly Simon and um, what's it called Ken Bruce, and it's a Ken Bruce favourite on Radio 2 oh old Ken I can't do my Ken Bruce I, you can't just go I nearly went to, I nearly went into Terry Wogan then well, I, I have to do my port master so that, that was Carly Simon with Kissing with Confidence okay, that's terrible Kissing Mel you are Kissing Mel you are I'm no Mike Yarwood this is all lost on our international audience yeah what do we have one I heard someone on the Isle of Man and was a big fan. That's pretty international. That's over the sea. I'll take that. I'll take that for a Listen, man, um, we're going to go... As <laughs> we're stepping it up a bit, aren't we? Well, we went... We've, oh, we've stepping got... up. You can't not step it up. That's your thing. Where are we going now? This is... Hex- well, I played... I, Hexen's my choice, Dungan, the, the tracks of Hexen, so... All right, let me just say pretty, like pretty mellow jazz. Well, we need fight. to step it up. You're the man to step it up. I'm stepping it up. We're stepping it up. We're going back to the late 70s. We're going back to a band who gamely battled uh, male pattern baldness in the form of their lead guitarist with the amazing name Cheetah Chrome. It's the Dead Boys.
I want to do everything I can for you I want to be your personal manager, babe I want to do everything I can for you Yes, I want to be right there beside you, little girl When all of your so-called friends are through If you sign my contract, baby You know all your worries is over for you If you sign my contract, baby You know all of your worries is over for you Yeah, I want to be your milkman every morning Your ice cream man when the day is done I want to be with you, baby
beautiful sunny afternoon and that's um that's just that tunes you know what i mean sitting in the field summer a little bit of pleasantry going on that's what you want a little bit of pleasantry that's my follow-up album to um how's it going all right that was a uh, matthew southern uh, comfort so how's it going all right is the first album and the second one's called a little bit of pleasantry <laughs> what's the third one called don't want to ask Tammy welcome the third one's called hey up kettle on sorry mother uh, yeah, Matthew Southern Comfort and Sylvie. Um, before that, uh, we before oh, we that had, we had Albert, Albert King. Alan King with personal manager from yeah. the amazing album, which it could have been the album you need to hear, but wasn't. Uh, Bond or a bad sign on Stax Records. He's teasing people. Fifty years old this year, that album. Um, and what's a, what's superb about the record, other than everything, <laughs> um, is. Uh, the, the the rhythm section on that and co-writers of a lot of the tunes um, Booker T and the MGs so, so Steve Cropper uh, Donald Duck Dunn Al, um, Al Jackson Jr and Booker T Jones they were right in there plus Albert King plus the Stax horn section recorded in the Stax studios some of the songs written by David Porter who co-wrote Soul Man with Isaac Hayes it's Speak. all too good it's all too much <laughs> Steenie is sitting down um uh, yes, and uh, before that, well, you know, it's not you, you. If you're listening to the show and you're 18 episodes in, you get an understanding of, of our sort of range about what we want to play on this show and, and what we're into. And I think one of the, any old rubbish, really, any old rubbish. But one of the big any old rubbish, a big part of our life, certainly of mine. Uh, if you mention Stephen Stills, I mean, yeah. It doesn't get better than that. That tune was off his first solo album. That track was called We Are Not Helpless, which is a direct response to Neil Young's Helpless on uh, Cosby Stills, Nash and Young. Uh, Deja Vu album. It is. I mean, you know, oh God, the guy is so talented. I mean, it's ridiculous. The fact, let's, let's, let's walk through this because I did this the other day. You know, he forms Buffalo Springfield uh, with Neil Young has amazing success with that splits up he does the, comes over and does the super sessions in London he then forms Crosby, Stills and Nash with Graham Nash they do one album there he in the middle of that he writes his first solo album Neil Young comes on board they write Deja Vu he writes his second solo album the, uh, Crosby, Stills Nash and Young split up he forms Manassas he writes two albums then does another solo album then comes back and forms Crosby, Stills and Nash uh, for the CSN I mean specifically so that Graham Nash is a vehicle to but Cathedral, <laughs> the greatest song of all time, Cathedral. I mean, there's, I mean, Stephen Stills is the consummate studio. He's a guy who knows how to work a studio. There aren't many of them in the industry. Someone that can sit down and produce someone. And, and that album, you know, you've got Booker T on there, you've got Jimi Hendrix, you've got Eric Clapton. The first Stephen Stills album is unbelievable I'm telling you if you've never heard uh, you just not better or just telling shut up and just get on with the next tune Stephen Stills the first album trust me I do thoughts I do trust you good let's go on with this Stephen 
Dean, he's probably got a lot more to show you, but uh, it's a it's a it's a rated show, so it, you know there got are more children more. present. The, 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 the less I cycle the more I drive I've got more and more to show you what are we listening to this week then the, the sound of flab hanging over a belt buckle is what you're saying <laughs> <laughs> it's the sound of heavy, heavy leather in the rain <laughs> heavy leather there's heavy your leather. first album no, title my first album was going to be called Wet Denim <laughs> what we got man so um we're back in the 70s. We're never out of the 70s, are we? We're just stuck there. It's like ashes to ashes or something. No, that was the 80s. We're like life on Mars. It's like a muddy field. The wheels are just going around. We're trying around. to get out, yeah. Yeah, that's it. We might as well just... At least the wheels are spinning. We might as well stick some records on them and put a needle on it and at least put that motion to good use. <laughs> so, um... This next album is a proper old farts album. It's, it's <laughs> as opposed to anything else it we, is the we play. So this is one for all. This the, the, there are certain bands that old fellas in bars. If they see you've got long hair and a beard, they assume you're one of them. And quite to be frank, I probably am. They come up and say, "Do you know who's a good band? Oh, have you ever? Have you? Uh, uh, I tell you, who's a really good band." Do you like Steely Dan? And you say... No! Oh, yeah. Well, oh, no, you can't talk about... Uh, well, we're going to... Uh, we are moving on to Steely Dan later, I think. Oh, I but they say, do you like Steely Dan? You're a fan. They're, now, that's a proper band, isn't it? That's a good band. Have you ever heard of a band called Camel? <laughs> do you like Caravan? The Caravan, we've, who we've also played. <laughs> and this is one of those bands. So in the 70s, there was a sort of... There really were a lot of very, very good musicians around, and none more so than the guy who founded this particular band. He was actually kicked out of Frank Zappa's mother's invention for um, various things. I think drug indiscretion and being a, probably being a bit willful generally. And Lowell George, right? Yes. So it's Lowell George. Um, Sorry, that was famously one of the most famous. Well, famously one of the most famous. Famously one of the most gifted slide guitar players and gifted generally guitar players and songwriters, I think. Um, but yes, it's kind of old farty music. But one of the things this is a very heavily sampled tune in the hip hop world. I think there's a few different tracks that have uh, that have filched from this over the years because they were also a desperately funky band. So. There are a few albums, I think, from their canon, and this obviously this is my albums to show you, so um, I had to pick one. And I've gone with uh, Dixie Chicken because uh, it's got some real classics. It runs from this sort of swamp funk of the first the title track, which is also the lead-off, and the one we're going to play, um, into like Two Trains, which is a really sweet kind of... Um, uh, soulful rocker and then it's got uh, a really fantastic um, roll em easy fantastic ballad um, which is you know say ballad like that's a bad that doesn't thing mean, it doesn't mean anything <laughs> but the word ballad doesn't really mean anything it's a soft soft song you know um, it's got some like the funk of Fat Man in the Bathtub it's just got everything on it this record and um it, so there's not a lot to say about it I think you should just get it I mean, it's got a kind of ropey cover it doesn't look great in the collection none of their records have got apart from the first one have got particularly good they're sleeves they're painted albums aren't they yeah, they're, yeah. They're, I, I've never I, I think that are they not by um, some of them were painted by painted black you Van devil. Dyke Parks' wife or something. I don't know I'm not 100% sure I'd have to sort of before I say any of that I'd have to reference it all but because I don't want to be wrong on this it. is in your top 100 albums yeah oh yeah I, I, I would listen to this album 
Uh, I, I do listen to them a lot and uh, I've sung the song bushed it a lot played it in bands it's a, it's a real favourite Steeny what are we listening to? well I've already said this is Dixie Chicken by Little Feet
Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm glad you liked it. What music do you like, Steenie? I like uh, Black Oak Arkansas with Hot Rod. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. Most ridiculous intro to a song. Most ridiculous song. Everything about that band's totally ridiculous. But it rocks a badden. I like it. I it, do like it. It does rock. If you didn't know, Steenie likes rock music. If you didn't know. I mean, I'm just putting it out I there. I just sometimes like to slip that in from time to time. <laughs> And I'm sure that I'm very sure that Black Oak Arkansas have used that. Poor old well, Sophie. Here, Sophie, you up for some romantic evening? Oh yeah. Well, that's a Black Oak Arkansas. Black Oak. So there we go. That was Black Oak Arkansas, and probably what was the track called? Hot Rod. Thank you very much. And before that, uh, we had Jose Feliciano with Compartments. That's a good little funky. That was also written about his hot rod. Had a glove compartment he was very fond of. Before that, we had uh, Dr. Hooker with The Bible. Or DR Hooker. Um, before... Not a proper doctor, DR Hooker. No relation to TJ Hooker, the uh, TV detective played by William Shap. Any relation to Dr. Hook? Re- related to John Lee Hooker. No, he wasn't, because he's a white guy with a Jesus fixation. That song's called The Bible. The whole album is a massive ode to Jesus, but it's so hard rocking. I mean, that's the second one we played. We quite, quite a lot of religious. Blah, blah, blah. He's, quite he, a lot of he was very religious, but that was mostly because of uh, the fact he was rehabilitating himself from a severe drug habit. And before, Self-pressed, 99 <laughs> copies of that. Only of initial, The initial one was rare. 99 copies, you, but that one isn't one of the 99. That's one of the many millions that have since been pressed. <laughs> <laughs> and before that, uh, Christine Perfect, uh, I'd rather go bland. Christine Perfect, I'd rather go bland. <laughs> so that's well out of I'd order. rather pickling bland. I'd rather go blind. Uh, Christine Perfect, before she was also, in Fleetwood Mac, used to be known as Christine Perfect, then known as Christine McVie. Over to you, Steenie, for a fact about Fleetwood Mac. A fact Mac. about Christine Perfect that yes, she was maybe. born in the village of Bowes, which is just outside Alberston, where That's I'm lovely. from. That's just lovely. Isn't that lovely? That's so she's another famous Cumbrian slash Alverstonian. What are the other being who? Stan Laurel. Me. <laughs> Keith Tyson, who won the Turner Prize. Um, oh, young musician of the year last year. Um, so it's you and Stan Laurel, basically. Uh Actually, I'm not that famous, though, am I? I mean... You probably are in, in your little town. In my little town. No? No. Not really. Just old men watching you do uh, endless blues guitar solos. That's pretty much the story. Let's do it. Nineties men. As we dig into the past of the nineties memory... We are up to 1995. God, this has flown by, hasn't it? Really has flown by. It's a quick by. decade. It's a quick decade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's They're a... all quick decades. It's funny when people talk about the Roaring Twenties or, you know, the, 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 the Great War. It went on forever. It went on for four years. Four years. It's like Ed Sheeran's been around longer than four years and inflicted much more suffering. So your year is, uh, <laughs> is 1995. That's not true. I'm not, I'm not an Ed hater. I am. Uh, I don't really care. I'm ambivalent. I do care. Uh, before that, uh, in 1994, we had Pulp His and Hers. Great album, great festival, great year. Great year. Great year. 1995. Uh, a, again, it's so hard doing these one albums from each year. It's really, if you know me, you know how long I take to just wrap my brains and justify this. But this one is a big, important album. You know, I was... I was going to quite a lot of raves at this point and um, yeah just generally enjoying myself I was going to go with Left Field Leftism that's a big big album for me but I didn't 
because uh, the first time I mean I was I was massively into uh, rave early 90s and I sort of watched the transition through different styles and a lot of friends of mine well one friend in particular was uh, DJing sort of a, what I suppose you call early jungle which was morphed into drum and bass and, and th- by the time this album came out I was kind of in the scene but this album still took it and smashed it apart and and pretty much it's it's when you strip back everything this guy's done it'll be this album that, that stands the test of time Goldie Timeless the first time I heard Goldie Timeless ridiculous absolutely absolutely ridiculous it's punk drum and bass it's smashed all over the place rhythms on rhythms on breakbeat on rhythms just absolute punk attitude throw it against the wall it sticks make it loud make it harder make it harder you know that year 1995 when when this album came out was just an immense year of so many tunes I was DJing a lot of drum and bass buying a lot of tunes every single week going into a record shop uh, for my mate Ed used to run and just buying spending all my money on records and drum and bass and it was just such an exciting time you're watching styles within the scene change on a weekly basis a lot of it due to Blue Note uh, Metalhead Sunday sessions you know DJs and producers would go every single Sunday to see what if they could beat who you know the tunes that were played the week before and that's how the scene was moved that's how the scene was born was styled everything about it you know that was a massive game changer so I can't not do this show and talk about Metalheads and talk about Goldie. Goldie now is is a character within his own right, but take away all of the films, take away the album since, take away the personality, take away the yoga, the media presence, everything, and go right back to the start. You know, when he, even before Timeless, when he's on reinforced, you know, working with Four Hero, working with Mark Mack, doing Ruffage Crew, just basically scrounging any studio time he can. He had the vision for an album, this is it. Uh, I can't really say much more about it. It goes, you know, it's not really in keeping with what we play on the show, but sod it, it's our show. There is a precedent for this, I believe we have played. The precedent is, I like it. Hmm. You know, it, it it goes against the grain of what we're playing, but... I can't do 90s memories and I can't come up to 95 this is such an important landmark album for me it is seminal absolutely he's never beaten it we've never said that there are any rules Um, no so you don't need to apologise for yourself James for your taste in music I'm just saying that (laughs) I won't won't. I'll just tell everyone else they're wrong that's probably the first thing I do Goldie Angel yes
Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Well, there we go. That's uh, Judy Collins uh, covering Prissy Polly. Is that traditional? That's a really, really old folk song. Yeah, it's... um. What's weird is that before that we played New Riders of the Purple Sage and you said, we did. that sounds like the birds. And the we Boyds. The birds. Like the, the Boyds. Boyds. The Boyds did a cover of Pretty Polly on Sweetheart of the Rodeo. So it's an English trad song, yeah? Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a really, really old tune. They did it. The birds did it as a uh, banjo-led appellation number. Obviously, Judy Collins does it as a... Spaced a bit out more stone spaced out stone groove, uh, <laughs> but with the with the English vocal. Did Fairport do that? No, I don't think they did do a version of that. I think they did bloody everything else, but they've never touched that. <laughs> as far as I'm aware, I mean, I, I'm no, I'm not the number one Fairport authority, although yeah. I absolutely love them. Yeah. So before that, yeah, uh, New Riders of the Purple Sage. That's a yeah. new one on me, but they're on CBS, Orange CBS. Yep. Um... Um, featuring Jerry Garcia on um, slide guitar and Commander Cody of Commander Cody and the Lost Planet Airmen on piano. So it's um, an all-star little setup they got there. Yeah, it's, it's nice, um, man. It's nice. It's really cool tune. That um, is it called the Last Flying Eagle or something? Of the, of the heaven. Well, yeah, it's um, uh, the Last Lonely Eagle, isn't it? It's called. Um, and I, I listened to that album. I mean, I think twelve years ago, I was living with the rest of my band at the time in that big house and. I listened to that record a lot. I bought quite a lot of New Riders of the Purple Stage album. I used to keep finding them at boot sales. and. Well, it was very Winchester. I mean, Steenie's talking about Winchester. I, I bought them in Bath. Oh, well, they, well, there you go. Yeah. White, middle class, extreme, lefty, hippie town. Hippie town. That's which... That's kind well, of Winchester no is bad a, thing. But Bath's more that, that than Winchester. Well, we Jesus, shouldn't really Winchester. Winchester should we? we shouldn't we should. slag off Winchester, but I would say that uh, Red Chords... My red, red trousers. trousers. Look at my red trousers. Look at trousers. my red trousers. I'm going to wear them with a blue shirt. <laughs> Were yeah. those cords made by Ralph Lauren? <laughs> and before that's Goldie Angel, seminal, life-changing moment. For me, there you go. So listen, we're into the last uh, last bit of the show now. You might not hear from us again. If you do, it'll just be to say goodbye. So thanks for... Um, cheerio. All of our listeners are the best in the world. You've got the best music taste. You're the most tolerant people that we've never met. Mm, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thanks a lot. So check out Spotify. Check out that new traffic um, list. That's great, man. Uh, we've got another one to come up with as well. And uh, yeah, anything you want to add, Steenie? Um, well, no, we're, we're moving into the last section, and, and this this, this next this record is on coloured vinyl. Um, no, it's on luminous clear vinyl. It glows in the dark, and it's the band that most impressed me at Glastonbury this year. Um, and they've released Was about a thousand albums. They release about 20 albums a year because they're workaholics. Yeah. I think they're either from Australia or New Zealand. I think so you've gone from 1,000 to 20? They've released, uh, they released a lot of albums. So they've gone from they're 20 not, to They're not work shy, that's for sure. Anyway. <laughs> um, so this is from their um, Murder of the Universe album, which has got three, count them, three mini rock operas on one slab of vinyl. Unbelievable. <laughs> What a bargain. Kids, no you one had to sell that to you, did they? they no have, one at all. Well, if you looked at that, that was like, oh, this is for me. They, it's like someone actually wrote down the Steenie's wish list and made a band happen. So when I saw them playing... Do you like, long songs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got loads of them. And when I saw them play this tune, well, I mean, the first 
um, side of this album is almost entirely taken up with one rock opera called Altered Beast and um, that was a great arcade game do you remember Altered, Altered Beast, Beast and the Amiga well, this is Sorry. I think this might be exactly where they nicked the idea from but um, you'll hear it's, it's more it's an environmental commentary song I think a lot of this stuff is, is, is slightly deeper meaning than just some Dungeons and Dragons stuff although they obviously do like Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> introduce so, it my friend what we got so this is King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard with Altered Beast from the Murder of the Universe album we're going to be able to play a, a, a fraction of the rock opera because we're not made of time but here we go spoken word intro as soon as the dust settles, you can see a new world in place of where the old one had been. Your skin is crawling with dry, crusted mud, and your naked feet are wet in a pool of blood. And the whistle of the wind in your ears is so loud that your memories have blown up in a mushroom cloud. As your eyes become red, there appears by the meadow a group like a bear with a long, dark shadow. And you violently shake over what you have seen as you remember the tale of the altered beast.
making love, making love with you.